0: Virtual meetings were growing in popularity before the need accelerated as a result of the pandemic. Many people have found themselves less than satisfied with simple video chat, and thus sought out alternatives. Gather is a place where you can create a space for your community today. Users who join find themselves in a shared virtual space that offers the ability to interact with other users, as well as interacting with the environment itself. In this episode, I interview Philip Wang. CEO at Gather, about the platform, online communities, and bridging the gap between people, technology, and connecting with each other online. Philip, welcome to Software Engineering Daily. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about Gather.
1: Yeah, so Gather is a platform for connection. The, kind of the first version of that is kind of this cross between Pokemon and Zoom. And so you have this character in this 2D game-like world, and as you walk your character around, you see and hear the people near you, right? And so, you know, at the most basic level, this recreates a lot of these real-life dynamics. So, for example, in a happy hour or an event, people would normally split off between different conversations, and you can do that in Gather. But actually, it's like the metaphor goes a lot further. The platform gets used for way more things. So I guess just more examples... Our whole team uses it as a virtual office, right? Where we've recreated all the desks and all the meeting rooms and like the social areas, and we use it exactly like you would a real life office, right? Where you sit down at your desk. Someone needs you, they just like walk up to you and say like, "Hey," or you would like bump into each other in the hallways. And besides that, you know, we've seen way more, uh, just kind of like broad use cases. So like people have recreated whole university campuses, like. Sixth floor CS buildings, all the offices, all the classrooms and actually just like go to class there or work on class projects in like the school library afterwards or recreating your virtual apartment to hang out with friends and family. And, yeah, that's really like our long term vision is is that of this like platform that gets used across all these different use cases. There's that term, the metaverse. That's kind of like what we're working towards.
0: How would you compare Gather to Second Life?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think. Second Life was was very early and admittedly a bit before its time. So I think one big way that's different is like we make use of all the technology that's come about since then. So, for example, you can use like audio and video. It's performant and, and like you couldn't really use Second Life for an office, for example, or, or to go to class. But I think another part kind of philosophically was that the usage of Second Life was specifically... It was a separate life, right, from kind of your real identity. And I think in Gather, that's not the point, though we have seen spaces where people do that. But when we show up to the office, for example, people show up on video and audio and like as themselves in this world. It's not like really a separate world.
0: And so if people go to gather.town and see what's available there, one of the things that strikes me first is the aesthetic. I'm wondering if you can comment on that and why you chose to go in that direction.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, to begin with, it was just like the easiest aesthetic that we could. And so like pixel art, it was just like a ton of fun. And I think over time we had many questions about like, should we switch off from this? Because even a lot of our earliest users were like large corporations or large professional conferences. And, you know, should we do a, a more professional looking version? I think what we actually found was that people liked the fun aesthetic, even those profiles that I talked about. And I think the other part that, that makes it a lot easier is it makes the, the customization easier, right? So one coherent style lets us give everyone the assets they need, and that's how we've been able to see all these different kinds of spaces being built.
0: So when a user first signs into a space, the aesthetic might imply that they're playing a game. And of course, I mean, games could be played on Gather, but are there mechanics to it, or is it just a space to be filling, a virtual space?
1: yeah. There are mechanics to it and, and I think it's so interesting because some of the inspiration like came from my times like playing games as a kid but I guess gather in some sense is like a version of that that now gets used across all the like non-gaming use cases. And so some mechanics include like for example you could go up to like a virtual whiteboard and like whiteboard together, right? The way that's actually implemented in the back end is just like an embeddable website via an iframe so you can use that for all other things like for example there's like poker tables that we have that you can just like walk up to people play with them there or for example we have our own like doordash vending machine in our own office where for lunchtime they'll order off the doordash account and at the company account and just like eat together there so the theme here is kind of like there's kind of a quote-unquote game mechanics but they integrate more with the tools that you use and outside of just the game side
0: so the office use case is really interesting to me. Also, the I think you mentioned like a college course or a whole university could get together. Are there any other use cases you envision? Could I set up a birthday party on Gather? Oh,
1: yeah, totally. I mean, so the, the ones I mentioned were even just like n- not even the full extent of what we've seen. So birthday parties is actually a really popular one in Gather. They might like recreate their, their apartment or like, for example, housewarming parties. They, they move into the virtual apartment. But then we've also seen things like weddings where people rec- recreate wedding venues and actually get married on Gather. And actually, there's, there's one that was, that was featured on CNN that was super cool because, you know, one side of the family was Indian. The other side was like German. And they created this virtual space that meshed both cultures. And then they, you know, invited people from all over the world to their wedding. Another one that I'd love to see is like virtual escape rooms or virtual amusement parks where they've kind of used a lot of the customization tools we have and gone deeper into it and it is exactly what you would imagine. And then the last kind of like one I'll mention that's one of my personal favorites is like a virtual store. So during the pandemic, someone who, you know, had this like audio record label store, recreated that in Gather and, you know, integrated it with their website so you go up to them and like actually listen to it and then buy it right there and then he would sit there kind of as a cashier just like talking to people as they came through so yeah like that's really what gathers all about it's really about people being super creative and and building whatever they want on our platform and like not really just like what we're thinking about
0: what is the tooling or platform available for someone who wants to design their own space
1: yeah so all the first off, like kind of like all the tools that we use internally are just open for everyone else to use. So, for example, there's like a a Figma-like editor for a map where you can kind of like draw out exactly what you want it to look like, what you want the the floors to look like, and then you know bring in all the chairs and the tables and whatnot. And then you know people have gone really creative with that, or they've like completely not used any of our own assets and uploaded their own images. So people have gone into Photoshop and recreated, like, when they wanted to, like, a really professional space, right? Or, you know, we've seen, like, huge, like, stages for rock band performances and whatnot. Um, and so that's kind of, like, the first layer, which is, like, the map customization. Then there's, like, a second layer that has kind of been used. It's still kind of early and, and, and kind of in beta, but it actually allows anyone to write whatever code they want in this space, server-side. So you can imagine that those people could write any of the logic that, that we write, into gather for themselves and it's super extensible like we, you could imagine like someone would like even code the whole logic for among us and you could play among us and gather right or like one that that uh our team is has experimented with like go-karting experiences or more immersive escape rooms and i think that's kind of like the future of what we what we see here where it's like at least on the social side that's really about like people building whatever they want like and trying all sorts of different kinds of experiences and places to build. And we're leaning more into that coming into the future.
0: The developer side of that's very interesting. The ability to maybe code something in Gather as a platform. Could you talk about where, I don't know if you have an SDK or an API, what's the current state and the long-term for developer tooling?
1: Yeah. So the API is all like, like javascript and there's like basically the all the abstractions and the protocols we use and all like the, the calls you need to make into our game server are like open the same ones that we use to d- develop internally and right now again it's still kind of early we're still like letting people play play around with it and not release it too widely so if we need to change the abstractions we still have the flexibility to do so but what it looks like right now is like you can kind of hook into our game server and Basically, say at every tick of the game server, I want to run this logic, and so you can, have, as imagine, like it gets very extensible there, and yeah,
0: you know. makes sense. Yeah, and can we talk about the video experience? So I think listeners will have this image of I have an avatar; it's moving around in the virtual space that's been created. What happens when I get close and engage with other users?
1: Yeah. So when you walk up to people, uh, their videos pop up, right? Their video and their audio pop up and then when you walk away from someone like slowly fade out and then eventually you can't hear them. And so, you know, I, you can have like multiple conversations in the same space where there will be in the same room, like three different groups of people. And once you're done talking, like in real life, you would just say like, Oh, all right, I'm going to walk around. See ya. And just like, you know, literally walk your character away. And the same thing, that's like the same way that we get some of these office dynamics too, right? Where you just walk up to someone sitting at their desk and say like, hey, I have a quick question about this thing. Or, like, while two people are walking from, like, meeting to meeting, they'll bump into each other in the hallway.
0: Oh, interesting. So you almost have created the virtual spontaneity that uh, a traditional office used to have. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, we say
1: water cooler conversations for the offices or the hallway interactions for for uh, the events that we run. Or even, say, one thing that I really love to see is, it's very much like didn't expect it to happen this early was people have recreated whole like virtual towns. Right. And so it's like a little virtual city with skyscrapers and everything where you can walk into a room and, and there's like the game room or you walk into another room. There's like the bar and they actually kind of publish this as a public space. So when you go in there, you can just bump into people like from all over the world. So like I was in there a few weeks ago and I was just talking to some Engineering student from the Philippines. And we were just talking about, you know, how is COVID doing over there? How has, you know, school been for him? And also, so interesting to have that like super serendipitous conversation that never would have had otherwise.
0: What's the largest gather event you've ever either attended on purpose or stumbled into where there was a lot of people there? Yeah, there was one
1: kind of like the flagship machine learning conference called Neurips that had 10,000 people. Uh, that was a whole ordeal. We had to work with them to make sure that they could like distribute the load across multiple gather spaces and 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 things like that.
0: Can we talk more about that? What uh, goes into the planning and the scaling up to handle such a wide volume of traffic in one space?
1: Yeah, good question. So, like scaling is is one of the really interesting questions when it comes down to kind of gather because you know our long term vision is this metaverse is large virtual universe where there'll be like many people on the platform, but also like possibly in a space. Like I talked about the virtual town and you'd ideally want that to support like thousands of people going in there. And so like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work that gets gets done done on like all sorts of ends, like the server side, the client side to make sure that like many people can be in there at the same time. And there's like many different limitations too. It's like one is on the server, right? Like can it handle all these game updates coming to it from, you know, hundreds of people. And then there's also like client side where it's like performance, there's a huge performance problem, right? Because it's like video, but also this game like interface and in the browser and it needs to work on people's laptops, right? So a whole other constraint here is like client side performance. Well, your laptop, like, you know, gets super hot Or will the browser just start to, like, throttle that tab because it's using too many resources? And you basically need to go deep at every single level here. Just kind of, like, make sure you profile everything and understand which are the biggest problems. And just, like, go deep into it and tackle it. For that big conference in particular, we ended up doing something where there's a limitation on how many people can be in the same space. Because you you need to get updates from everyone else in the same space. Space meaning, like, a gather URL. And so what we did for their conference was we created like many many like I think almost hundreds of spaces for different, you know, tracks and poster sessions and talks that they were doing. And then we stitched them together. So when you walk through a door out one room, it would actually teleport you. It changed the URL to another gather space. So that way the whole event technically had like, you know, up to, it could hold up to 10,000 people, but each space itself the limit is like 500 and you could deal with it that way.
0: Ah, very interesting. And when you're in one of those crowded rooms, uh, how does that impact the user experience?
1: Yeah, I'd say one, there's like many different layers to that. So for example, it's so cool to like think about this stuff is like you you realize all the things that you take for granted in real life. So for example, in the gather virtual world, uh, hallways get clogged super easily because your characters are like a fixed size and they don't like, you know, press up against each other as you would in real life and so with a lot of people in the same space we need to we always like talk to the event organizer beforehand but like make sure you think about the width of your hallways right so that people don't just get super clogged
0: is there a fire code you need to follow yeah there? yeah, like fi-
1: yeah a, a virtual fire code then like actually there is a, a way to like walk through people so if you like you know hold g down on your keyboard you can walk through people so and that's one thing you can do the, in the metaverse, but can't do otherwise. Otherwise, yeah, like it's, the nice thing about Gather is usually when you have so many people, say on a video call, it becomes hard for any one person to talk. But that's the whole point of Gather, you know, is like when you have a lot of people there, they'll like start splitting off, right?
0: Into smaller groups. Gotcha. Did Gather begin before or after the pandemic?
1: Yeah, so Gather, the company started kind of like, right as the pandemic was hitting. But definitely like us working on these ideas didn't start then. Like we had been working, so me, one of the co-founders of Gather and one of our other friends had been working for for a whole year before that on like, how do you stay connected with people, uh, the people that you care about who don't necessarily live near you, right? Um, We were kind of working on this as we were just graduating college and seeing everyone kind of moving to different cities And the status quo there is that you just kind of talk less over time and the relationship falters. And the idea was, like, can we do much better about that? Uh, And so we, you know, worked first on uh, this wristwatch that would show you, like, five of your closest friends and, and family. And if they're free to talk, you just, like, tap on them and say hi, thinking, like, oh, you can, like, always kind of be around them, Right. Um, But then through that whole year, we experimented a ton on, like, different kinds of, like, video things, mobile apps, even on, like, tablets you would put on your desk, and even into, like, virtual reality, and that was really when this whole idea of the metaverse started with, while we were trying out those virtual worlds in in VR, it was like, whoa, like, these, looking into the future, this is going to be way larger than just, you know, what we're working on, just, like, your close friends and family, but it's going to be powerful for interaction more broadly, Right. It will change the way that people can work where now you can have a virtual office and people can can participate from wherever. Right. Or maybe like education where you can have whole classrooms where, again, like the teacher doesn't need to be in the same place as where all the students are joining from wherever. And so that was that was really fascinating. And that was kind of like, wow, I was like this idea will be hugely impactful for people. I was ready to kind of like work towards this VR metaverse and hunker down for like seven years and wait for the the headsets to get better. And then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, like there's a version of the metaverse that will be super useful to people today and we can start building it right now.
0: We've talked about some of the use cases on Gather. I'm curious, who were the early adopters?
1: Yeah, a lot of the early adopters were actually, well, one, there was just like a bunch of random people who found us on Twitter after we launched and That was just like all sorts of random use cases like like during the pandemic, people were really looking for things to use. But a lot of actually our our early adopters were academic conferences. And this was mainly just because like I knew the use case. I was kind of super into academia in college and it was very clear like why this would be really great for them. And so like the first round of Outbound was just like me finding 200 academic conferences and and reaching out to all of them. And that's actually where we got started. So it's, it's very interesting because like it doesn't really look like that anymore today, but that kind of like lend itself to pe- a lot of people at universities seeing us, right? And so for the next like two semesters, tons of people using us for classrooms and, and university clubs and everything, and then eventually kind of like going into work contexts or these just like crazy social use cases we see.
0: Were there any lessons learned running those conferences?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think this actually goes into our broader philosophy around building a platform, right? So like our vision for Gather is, you know, that of this platform where anyone, other people are building old experiences and, and apps on top of us. But like specifically, we didn't go into building the platform right away because we were like, if we built the platform, we're not convinced anyone actually build on it or that we've actually built the right platform for other people to build on. And so instead, what our strategy has always been was to focus on concrete use cases and have that inform what the platform should look like. And then over time, the use cases bring on users onto the platform, the platform itself has improved and now like other people will build on top of it. So conferences for example, we had to implement like a ton of different features for them, right? Well, one we had to get the whole video and and game services like consistent and working and scalable. But then we would learn things like, oh, these people really want to put like posters in their space, right? An object that you can go up to and kind of like look at with other people. And then that gets implemented in a way that's kind of like very much adding to the broader platform. So for example, a poster isn't just like, here's how you upload your poster. It's actually, here's how you just upload an image that you can like see in the space. Or like, for example, people would want a schedule of events and link to their webpage. And that's how we got to like, oh, let's just generically allow people to embed web pages, And then later on that ends up getting used for like games that people want to want to put down in their space or like the whiteboards, for example. So, yeah, I think we learned a ton from conferences and I think it's super important for us to be grounded in these use cases because that's what the metaverse is really about. It's about actually providing this value to people, actually increasing the opportunity and the social connection that people can have.
0: Can you speak more to the metaverse? That's a term everyone's really starting to hear. What's your definition and vision for it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so the metaverse to us means this virtual layer over this physical world that's really about people being able to connect deeper, right? And this connection is will be is super important for creating new opportunity and social connection and communities with people no matter where they are, right? I think the no matter where you are part is is huge. Where it's like today, where like prior to kind of like these ideas starting to form, it really mattered where you lived in terms of like what jobs you could be a part of or what educational opportunities you could have. And I think the point of the metaverse is like we could remove those constraints and now enable companies or academic labs to kind of like work with people wherever they are. I think this is also important on the social side, right? Where the whole problem we were working for the whole year was like, everyone has families and friends that they care about that don't live near them right and can this provide new kinds of activities or or new ways for people to kind of keep those connections but then also create new ones right with people that they normally wouldn't interact with uh, like all over the world or or new kinds of communities so yeah i think it's still very early and a lot of it is to be defined but i think one other way that we think about it is it's not necessarily about say just like vr virtual worlds or kind of like virtual goods on a blockchain it's really about like how do people interact with each other and the spaces they create? And so that's why, you know, Gathers is one version of that. Over time, it, it evolves and, and includes many other things.
0: If someone wants to run their own event, and let's say I, we've talked about a lot of these customizations that appeal to me as an engineer, but if I just want to get up and running, what's the quick start story and how do I get going?
1: Yeah, so there's actually two ways here. One way is if you just go to our website, there's a whole flow on... on come over here, like, you know, choose one of these templates. Here's how to set up your reservation and and, and run it and everything. But there's actually a whole other way, which is like, okay, if these templates aren't enough for you, you need to be more customized. As to the fact that, that, you know, we're going to be a platform, uh, there's many businesses built on top of Gather that do sort of this. So, like, one, for example, is a conference management company that got started on top of Gather. And what they'll do is when you go talk to them, they have all the tips on how to set up your space, they'll actually set up the space for you. And then like you can hire on-site support staff and all the sorts of things you normally have in real life. And, you know, it's been a really healthy business for, for some of these companies. Like one of them made 500K in revenue in the first five months of business. So yeah, like there's kind of like many options here as per what the platform will look like.
0: It definitely seems as though conferences and events like that are going to have virtual components going forward, but we're definitely seeing some places open back up, there being some live events. Do you have a vision for what a possible hybrid event looks like on Gather?
1: Yeah. That's still like quite early and we're still experimenting with a bunch of ideas. Like I think there's the most basic version of that which is like there are portals like kind of between the real world and the the gather space where a bunch of other people are as well. I've also seen people kind of have like two different tracks to an event, but yeah, I, I also agree that it's kind of like a work in progress. It's going to be something that is going to rapidly iterate over the next year as hybrid is is more of a thing.
0: In the um, conference example, I don't know if the presenter would give their full talk uh, in gather or if it's just more like a poster session where you can meet the presenters. But is there a way for some lead person to, you know, get a privilege or a hosting mode or something like that, maybe just in a local area?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's also, like, different roles that you can have in a space. So, one person can kind of, like, send announcements to everyone. There's also, like, podiums, for example. So You can, like, walk up to a podium and talk to everyone in the whole room, no matter how far they are. And that allows someone to just, like, walk up to there and
0: say something to everyone. Yeah. And when you see people putting on Gather events... Uh, Are you starting to recognize any teams forming around it? I don't know if you need security at an event, but uh, there are people to management. uh, Are they organizing in similar ways to what happens offline?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about with the businesses built on top of Gather, where, you know, in a real life, like kind of physical world event, you would have one company that has the real estate that has like, you know, either it's a hotel or it's uh, an event venue And then there's other companies that work with them that would set up events for people, right? They'll go there and set up all the posters, put the signs up, schedule, like, organize where everyone's going to go at what time. And we actually, like, we see ourselves kind of as the former. We're kind of like the virtual real estates, uh, the real estate. And then there's other companies that are being built on top of us that do the other parts. And so that's, like, super cool to see. They've built their own teams that can provide, like, on-site support. They have a bunch of their own templates and can like stitch things together for any custom event that they need to do. Or even in the limit, you know, for example, Magic the Gathering had a deck launch that they wanted to do. And they hosted that in Gather where instead of like a normal event venue, they recreated the worlds of that new deck they were launching in Gather. And so when people would go in there, they would kind of like play through the lore. And that's something that one of the partners, like the, the businesses built uh, on, on top of us built.
0: Oh, very neat. Well, those are some major events. Uh, Magic is huge from what I understand. Can you talk a little bit about high-level adoption uh, and how quickly the platform is growing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So at this point, just over the past year, we've seen like 10 million people use us and we have, you know, across all these different use cases. And we've seen folks like, you know, the Forbes 30 Under 30 event use us or like YC, the Startup Incubator or companies like notion or yelp or or amplitude and then like a lot of like small startups so at this point it's something along the lines of like 10,000 teams using us and 15,000 kind of like events over the past year
0: so for a company starting a conference business and using gather as a platform It makes perfect sense to me. There's a natural, like, sort of synthesis in that conferences are one-time things. You can do a lot of, you know, special design around them. It seems to mesh well. I'm curious if you see an opportunity for some more longer-term thing. Uh, You'd mentioned, like, the record store. Uh, Do you anticipate there being businesses like that that are also essentially platform businesses on top of Gather? Totally. That's, That's exactly
1: the kind of thing we want to see. And, like we're helping to figure out what, how the platform needs to improve to to support them. Like we imagine one day I can walk out of the virtual office and then it goes into the vir- the broader virtual town, right? Where say, you know, Google's virtual office is there, or like Dropbox's virtual office is there. And then it's just the broader community space. Kind of like there's been this talk about like virtual Silicon Valley and you could actually kind of build literally that where uh, in that town, maybe there's like, parks and virtual bars and, and stores and everything where people of the broader community will just like interact. Right. Uh, and not just, of course, limited to, to Silicon Valley. Like we're excited about like what new communities could exist, what kind of spaces would they use? And then like the whole ecosystem of people that will be, will be building this.
0: And are you open to sharing anything from the roadmap? Are there exciting features that are coming down the line?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is really leaning harder into like the programmatic API that that gives people like complete control over the logic of their space. They already have complete control over like what the space looks like. So this is currently in like kind of closed beta. If you sign up on a form, like it's just in the bottom of our website, you can get access to it. And then over time, we hope to like open this up, really make this platform really powerful and then see what people will do with it. Right.
0: So one of the things the platform does is it allows me to create the virtual space to easily embed my logic. You know, if I want something custom uh, to style it all these ways. If I want to, let's say, build an e-commerce store uh, you know, what services do I get from you? For example, like, can you help me with the payment or is that my solution I'll bring to the table or even uh, user information about the people who are checking out and credit worthiness and stuff like that? What, you know, I guess, what are the services that you'll provide your developers?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, I think the first thing is like, oh, I guess first thing is like, it's quite early and we'll need to figure out like which parts of it should happen, but also which parts of it should be owned by us. So like a lot of our philosophy about how this should get built is like in a very open and decentralized way. And with actually the stuff that we're already giving out, all the examples that you gave could actually be built by other people on top of us, right? Like someone could decide, hey, here's like a piece of logic that you could put into your space. And as this whole network of people will have like a reputation system, right? Or on the payment side, like we do allow people to kind of just like embed whatever website. So whatever they want to use for payments, like all, all the other payment processes that exist out there, you could use. Now there's a question as to like, do we build some of that ourselves and allow it to be done like even easier, make the user experience even better? I think that we're still trying to figure out. First we're trying to nail like, how do we make the platform powerful enough and even expand what we have today so that really awesome experiences can be built on top of here that we haven't even imagined, right?
0: Definitely. So there's lots of ways people can connect online, although maybe this is a personal bias. I feel like Zoom has become the ubiquitous one through the pandemic It's just kind of a default brand name for let's do a conference call or, a, you know, a big meetup or that sort of thing. Do you see yourself as competitive in some way with Zoom or is this a different type of solution?
1: Yeah, well, I think Zoom has its use case in terms of like its video is really great, and I think it's perfect for the use case where people like just need to have a conversation, and that's it. But I think they they don't really do anything for like all other contexts of conversation besides just like sitting down right in front of each other and talking. So I think that's what where like this whole metaphor of space does a lot better, where say, the really important part of many events is that people get to meet each other, right? and that you will bump into each other, have these like serendipitous conversations. Um, and that's the the power of having like a kind of skeuomorphic representation of that. Same thing with the office, you know, where it's like, you don't go to the office just to, to go to meetings, you also go there to immediately be around people and be able to have these like water cooler conversations. So I think in some ways, yes, in, in terms of like, now the number of use cases that we use Zoom for has rapidly expanded over the past year, but I think over time, like tools that are better optimized for those use cases like gather, will we'll, uh, come up.
0: When it comes to the use case of like a office, do you find that this is something offices, like maybe an office manager is organically deciding to do? Or do you have like a office product that you take into small businesses or medium and large businesses for that matter?
1: Yeah. So we do have a more specific experience for them. But I guess to your first question, like all of it is really word of mouth. It's really just like people hear about it from... Uh, their friends, or they might even see it from another use case, right, where they went to an event and they learned that, like, oh, you could actually run an office on here. And then, you know, they kind of just had just one up on their own.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, we've talked about a little bit, but for uh, listeners who want to get started, what's the best thing to do to take the plunge?
1: Yeah, if you just go to gather.town, dot .town is a, our uh, domain ending game, there's just a nice button just, like, right in front of you to get started.
0: Philip, thanks for coming on Software Engineering Daily.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.